Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for your blessings and told upon us, Lord God, just so many. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this special day of this calendar year, Father, Lord God. God, it makes us think, Lord God, of the day that we came home to acknowledge you as our Lord and Savior, Father, Lord. It, it makes us go back to that day and in that time, Father. God, and it makes us, Lord God, look back and see, Father, Lord God, how through everything in life, Father... God, you've been there for us, Father, Lord God. You've made ways when there didn't seem to be a way. And God, when things didn't go the way that we had hoped for or prayed that they would, Father, Lord God, you were there. God, to shelter us and strengthen us, Lord God, and whatever needed to be done. Father, Lord God, you were there to fill the void in our lives. And Father, we're thankful for that. And God, we pray today, Lord, that God, we would just bring these requests to you, Lord, right now. God, and we can just as we've done that, Lord, God, knowing, Lord God, God, that we have reached the summit, Lord God, the peak, Father, Lord God, of where we can take them to. God, our theme for this year, Lord God, is all things are possible to him that believes, Father. God, Father, you tell us in our word, Lord God, it's so important for us to believe and we've failed in so many ways and missed out in so many blessings and in so many avenues in life, Lord God. God, you wanted to open a door or direct a path, Lord God, but God, because Because we weren't there to believe, Lord God, to take the step of faith, Lord God. God, we wonder, Lord God, just how often, Lord God, we we get in our way, Father, of our own selves, Lord. God, but for today, this day, Father, help us, Lord God, to just listen, Father, to you as you speak to our hearts. God, everyone here today, Lord God, you've got a word for God, whatever it might be and however it might be, you know our inward parts. You know all there is to know about us. God, you know, Lord God, the little thing, Lord God, that we think is okay. And God, you know the big thing, Lord God, that we feel that the people are hiding, Lord. God, we can't hide anything from you. So, Father, help us today, Lord God, as you open our hearts, Father. God, may we respond to you as well, Father, Lord God. And realize, Lord God, a blessing is awaiting, Father. God, the way is awaiting, Father, Lord God. But we've got to be still and know that you're God. And we've got to be willing, Lord God, to step out of the comfort zone. God, that we find ourselves trapped in, Father, Lord God. And God, take that step of faith and say, Father, God, here am I. Father, let us do that today, Lord God, we pray through the Son of Jesus Christ. In thy name we pray, and amen. Amen. Thank God for each and every one of you. I do want to make mention uh, that uh, today is the baptizing. I'm going to ask Dylan, Brother Dylan, will you go and be changing? Uh, Dylan uh, Veers accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior about a month or so ago. In our Tuesday evening devotion, teen devotion meetings time. And I'm going to tell you something, church. If you, uh, if you want to invest in a church, invest in, uh, in your youth. Invest in those that will be there, okay? Uh, and, and do that. And we, we're doing that. We've done that. We're continually working on that. And God is blessing in that so immensely. But we're going to uh, call a praise team at this time. And, and let's see, is that where I'm at? Let me find out my little sleep sheet here. Um, 
we're going we're gonna to call uh, for a time of baptism. And then while we go to baptism, I, I want to know if someone's got a song they'd like to sing. Maybe the praise team, if, if you want, uh, you can come up and sing one and then another because I needed a song here, if you will, while I go get ready. Okay, so why don't you do that, and then we're going to uh, just get into uh, uh, the good singing of Grace Rain here, and then uh, I've got a message today that the Lord has laid on my heart. Oh, I wish we could have had Homecoming Tuesday night. Because I, I just, just, I'm so excited about how God, and I didn't even realize how God has placed a message together. Uh, so uh, pray for them as they sing grace rain, but more than anything else, say, God, speak to me today. Speak to me today. Shall we gather at the river where bright angels have trod? Some of you, that don't make a lick of sense, but uh, that's just a way for me to let you know you can go on to our church website and go down to click sermons, and you can find out what I'm talking about in last Sunday's sermon. Uh, So if you ever want to listen or whatever to a sermon or find out what's going on here at Grace, all of our activities, you should check out our pages, and we're doing things I don't even know what they are, to be honest about it, that or you're snapping and you're chatting and other things, but uh, <clears throat> but it, check that out. And before I call up Grace Rain this morning, I I want to I want to say I'm so glad to see everybody. And and you're going to find out here in a minute. I rarely do this. I'm so glad to see each and every one of you here today. But we've got a near and dear sister in our family here at the church. Uh, that's been battling a, a, a sickness, very cancer. But she's with us today, and I'm so glad to have Sister Thelma sitting back there. So let's... Amen, Sister. Glad you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you're here. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Continue to lift her up all you can. Uh, She's still fighting that battle. She's still fighting that battle. 
uh, Brother Leo, our uh, resident poet, very good at that. I'd like to read one of his writings for this Sunday. It's titled, I Know Who Is in Control. Dear Lord, I would like to thank you for making my life so whole. For I am aware of the just of just whom it is that is always in control. Through the many miles and the few trials, you've helped to heal my soul. Once again, I've always known just who is in control. Amen. Don't forget that too, Sister Thelma and all of us, just who is in control. Um, Grace Rain, uh, these people are near and dear to our hearts here. So uh, I want you to know that. Uh, uh, welcome them as they come and uh, anybody here hasn't heard Grace Rain sing before lift up your hand oh yeah there's a few uh huh hey, tell me what you think of them later. no I... lift them up as they come give them a welcome we're doing a spaghetti thing last night because they were wanting to uh, do another project record some songs on a CD and uh uh, so we're going to help in that today simply by taking up an offering for them. They don't come asking for anything, so we're going to do it anyway. So I want our ushers to come, and I'm going to have them to sing for the offering because I'm going to ask them to sing one more time. Um, but if our ushers to come forward and then uh, stand, if you will, dedication in the many miles that they travel, Lord God, and God, in the places they go, and Lord, uh, the dedication that it takes, Lord. God, I know they get weary and worn, Father, Lord God, but they know, Lord God, what's at the end of the road. God, they know, Lord God, that, God, they're running that race with you, Lord, and it's not about them, it's all about you. And, Father, Lord, for that, we, we give them opportunity here this morning at this church as well. But, Father, we know, Lord God, in doing so, Lord God, you told us if we'd bless them with our offering, God, you'd bless us as well, Father. God, so we pray, Lord God, that what's given today would be given to them, Lord God, to God to help accomplish, Lord God, that that they can distribute once again. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and amen. amen. Great place to be this morning. Thank God for each and every one of you here. Uh, we're going to read our declaration. Going to read our church declaration. You don't have to pull that down. Uh, if you know it, say along with me. But as I said earlier, our theme this year, all things are possible to him that believes. But so often, we let self get in the way and we think that those things in our past, we kind of pull them back up. And, and they're like quicksand. They want to keep us bogged down. But my friend, I want to tell you something. When Jesus Christ said he comes in your life, old things are passed away. All things become new. So this is our declaration we say here every Sunday morning at Grace. If you know it, say it along with me. If you don't, just listen and you can be part of it as well. My past is past. My future is bright. God's promises are true and his word is sure. With God as my helper, I will be all he wants me to be and do all he wants me to do, receive all he wants me to receive, and I will give God the glory he deserves. Amen. Amen. So this morning... Um, we're going to ask you, if you'd like, if you have your Bibles, to turn to the book of Haggai. Haggai, third chapter, okay, or the third chapter. There's only two. He's going to say, where is that? <laughs> By the way, um, 
the book of Haggai is one of the small books. We're, we're soon going to be closing out our Wednesday night Bible study on how we got the Bible. And then we're going to transition into uh, another study on the small books of the Bible. And that's very good. You're going to see today about the book of Haggai here. Uh, uh, but listen, as we do that, um, I want us each and every one just to know and to understand uh, how important all of the Word of God is. We're going to read to you today, and if I were to title uh, uh, the message today, I was thinking about homecoming, and I was thinking about revival, uh, and, and as I was led to the book of Haggai uh, six, eight weeks ago, and been reading and studying about that, it just come to me a few days ago, this is what they were talking about. So if I were to title it, it would be a homecoming to rebuild the house of God. A homecoming to rebuild the house of God. I want to start reading in verse 1, chapter 1. And in the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jodesh, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts. You hear that? Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people, the time, this people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house shall be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie in waste? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways, ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye have eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with hose. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. You looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why? saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is waste. And ye run every man to his own house. Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth has stayed from her fruit. And I called for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains and upon the corn and upon the new wine, upon the oil and upon that which the ground bringeth forth fruit, bringeth forth and upon men, upon cattle, upon the labor of the hands. Sounds like a pretty good call of drought, doesn't it? Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, the, and Joshua, the son of Jodesh, the high priest, with all, listen now, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent them, and the people did fear before the Lord. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel 
the son of Shetel, and the governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, and the son of Jodash, the high priest, and the spirit of the remnant of the people. And they came and did work in the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. And in four and twenty days of the sixth month, in the second year, Darius the king. Now, we want to stop reading right there. That's 14, 15 verses here. Listen, what we're talking about here, let me go back and give you just a little bit of history of what has taken place. In 586 B.C., uh, the armies of Babylon came and they destroyed the temple in Jerusalem, God's house. They destroyed that, the symbol of his presence. The, the enemy came and they destroyed that. And they took the people captive. And so therefore, some five decades later, uh, in 538 B.C., uh, King Cyrus here uh, decreed that some of the Jews uh, could, go, be, could return there and go to rebuild the temple. And so they traveled to Jerusalem uh, to rebuild the temple uh, that had been destroyed some five decades earlier. Uh, they'd went and destroyed this and so they'd set out then uh, had good intentions and what they wanted to do is they set out well they had one thought on their mind uh, we've been in captivity for a long time uh, but we've been set free uh, but we've been set free uh, with a message with a job to do and we've been set free and what was that job to do what was that message that message that job uh, was to go rebuild the church uh, go rebuild the temple if you will and so therefore uh, the people left and they were glad uh, that they'd been freed now and they wonder how they travel uh, from bondage in Babylon all the way to uh, Jerusalem there and they began to build the temple and they didn't get very far in building the temple you know why the Bible tells us exactly what took place. You know, they had good intentions and they set out to rebuild, uh, but then there were adversaries. And I'm going to tell you something. Anytime you do what God wants you to do, there's going to be an adversary, an enemy. Anytime a church uh, begins to grow, uh, there's going to be an enemy, uh, somebody, uh, naysayers or whatever, if you will. And we find the answer of what took place here over in another short book that we'll get to a little later. And that's the book of Ezra. But listen to what it says in Ezra chapter 4, verse 4. Thank you. The people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah. You hear that? My friend, we're in the world, the church, but we're not of the world. But there are people of the world and what they want to do is weaken your hands. They want to pull you down. They want to bring you down in any way possible. Ezra 4.4, 4, let me read it. The people of the, of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and they troubled them in building. They hired counselors against them, people to just constantly... Constantly, that you can't do it that way. That won't be done. Anything they could do is they hired people. And my friend, when you hire somebody, they've got a job, do they not? They hired somebody, and their job was to get them to basically stop work on the temple. Stop work on the temple. And so it goes on down, and they hired the counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. Wow. I'm going to tell you what, we're living in a day right now. 
where you think that our country, you think that there are people that have been hired today uh, to frustrate the work of the church, uh, to slow down or to do anything they possibly can uh, to go against uh, the building of God's church, anything that they can do to uh, to make someone say, well, we're losing this power, we're going to lose that power. Listen, that's what people uh, today are seeing uh, throughout our land and country uh, where there are people that are of the world and they don't want to see uh, the power of God move in their lives and they don't want to see a movement of the power of God. Why? Just like the other people when they walked by they knew they was of God. They walked by on the other side of the road. My friend, God puts a power in a Christian's life and when that Christian obeys God, lives for God, does the work of God, God's going to put a power in them and he's going to illuminate them that people will know that my friend, you, you put something in me that doesn't set well with me. You do something to me that reminds me that I'm not the person I need to be. Uh, Your life is showing me uh, that there's a part in me uh, that's unclean. Uh, There's a part of me that's empty and void. And before I want to change it, I just soon pull you down. Uh, Before I want to do anything else, I just want to bring you to that point in time in your life that I don't want to have anything. If I can pull you down. All of your glory. You know what? Somebody sees a smile on your face. There are some people, they're just intent to try to take it off, aren't they? Yeah, just because you got a smile on your face and a song in your heart. But guess what? David said, when the Lord heard my cry, hearing my prayer, he pulled me up out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and he sailed solid rock and he established my goings and he put a song in my heart. I want you to tell you, he directed my steps and that's what God wants to do. And when God has put a song in your heart and when God is directing your steps, there's going to be somebody that troubles you. There's going to be somebody that frustrates your purpose. Yeah, amen. <laughs> right now you're probably thinking of people, right? <laughs> Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. But let me tell you something what's taking place here. Said so they would frustrate their purpose. And you just say, you know what? You know what they did? These people that had been in captivity, that had been set free, and we're told to go build the church. <laughs> and as they tried, they started on a foundation. And they didn't get very far. And people were trying to frustrate them, to come at them, to attack them in every way that they thought they could. And you know what? After a while, it started getting to them, didn't it? You know what happened? They forgot their purpose. May I tell you today, there are many a Christian today that are in the churches today. There are many a churches today because Christians make the church that have forgot your purpose. You have forgot your purpose. You have forgot that he said, if they hated me, they'll hate you. You have forgot that he said, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. You have forgot that he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that I will be with you always. You have forgot what they sing about. If you don't cry out for me, I'll make the rocks cry out. You forgot that. (laughs) Yeah, homecoming, I'll tell you what, revival, you know, let's just blend it together, huh? Because it's time to get right, does say the word of God. <laughs> they had forgot. They had forgot their purpose. And you know what? <laughs> so often, 
They began to listen to the people. They began to see what was happening around them, and they just simply got discouraged. They got discouraged. So the people started quitting. They started not showing up, basically, for work, right? (laughs) Started not showing up. You remember your coffee bean? (laughs) Yeah, once again. Check it out on our website. They forgot, and they stopped showing up to work in the church. And the next thing you know, another one stopped showing up, and another one stopped showing up, you know? They stopped going to the temple to do the work. Their focus changed to what they could do for themselves, and that's so often what happens. The reasoning was simply, it's just not time. That's what it said there. The time has not come. That's what they reasoned. Let me tell you something. If God says it's time to come, you come. You can't tell him it's not time. Okay? He said it's just not time to come. And that's exactly what happened. And so they started building on their own houses. They started building on their own houses. Why? Because they had been in captivity. So they said, well, you know what? We've got these funds and we've got this. And I'm going to take care of me, myself, and I first. I'm going to take care of that. And that's what started to happen. So you know what they did? How they started to uh, build their own houses. And then the word of the Lord came into uh, them and he told them, listen, what you've done, you had a mission. You had a job to do. And you didn't do your job. You started out and you listened to other people and you didn't listen to the one that's speaking within you. You didn't listen to the word of the Lord. You didn't listen to that. And you decided, well, uh, somebody said something to me. I just didn't care how they said that. So let's listen here uh, you just don't show up a preacher didn't show up when he's supposed to show up I just won't go back whatever it might be you know what I'm saying Uh, that's what the world or that's what Satan will use uh, to get you to just slowly stop out I just step right out and and you know what I'll just do my own thing I'll just start working here and I'll do this and, and I can praise God away on my own and how I want to let me tell you something God has a plan on how he wants us to praise God and he wants us to praise him in that way and you can sing oh how I love Jesus and you can praise him any way you think you want to but if it's not the way God wants listen you know what he's going to do same thing with him same thing he did with him and guess what he did yeah guess what he did they started building because they forgot what they'd done like so many people today uh, they follow God as I said when opposition comes they decide to stop coming you know what when you do that you get under captivity once again, don't you? You become under captive once again. You, you become in bondage once again. But you're, now you're in bondage of what somebody said. Or you're in bondage of what somebody didn't do. You're in bondage on how you think it's, that you're okay. Because what do we try to do? Listen, the two-year-olds here, you don't have to teach them to be bad. You have to teach them to be good. You know what they try to do when they do something? When Johnny spills the milk over and and, and you go and get on it for And you know what Johnny says? He tries to justify why he did it. And guess what? He doesn't own up that, yeah, I spilled the milk. He tries to justify it. Guess what we do 25 years later? Guess what we do as adults? We do something that we know we shouldn't do and we try to justify it. And that's what they were doing here as they were trying to rebuild the temple. And they said, you know what? Just leave it. We're going to leave it alone. These people are aggravating us. I'm just going to go build my own house. And I'm just going to say, it just must not be time. 
It must not be the Lord's will that we build this house. Listen, whatever the devil puts in your life, whatever you think that you need to say, uh, the only thing is, if you go away, if you do and turn and go that way, listen, it doesn't matter what you said. It doesn't matter what it was. The point of it is, you're back in captivity, aren't you? You are back in captivity, aren't you? I'm going to read this. So the Lord said, consider your ways. He's making a point. He says, I want you to consider where your life is right now. He went on to say, he said, you know what? You planted a whole lot out in the field. You sowed much. But you had very little to bring in, didn't you? He said, you eat. He says, here I hear you eat, but you have not enough. He goes on down, he says, you drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's none warm. And you that earneth wages, you think everything's okay. You get your wage, he said, and you put it into a bag with holes. Listen here, how many people today, how many people today are living a life that that kind of describes them? There's never enough. There's never enough food in the cabinets, huh? There's never enough this or there's never enough that. And your bills go further than your check. There's this and there's that. This just set it back there. You hear me say it all the time. Okay? But no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I want to tell you something here. As she said, I'll say it too. Uh, David said, I was young and now I'm old. Yet have I seen a seed forsaken or the righteous begging for bread. You know what they did? They had forgot. And now they're paying the consequences for disobeying and doing what they wanted to do. They're paying the consequences. How many of you are going through a hard time right now? I say, preacher, you ain't got no right to do that. I ain't got no right to do anything but preach the word of God. I'm preaching the word of God. Listen here. The Bible tells me that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And you know what? I hope it's cutting deep today. I hope that it's cutting to a place today where you got to say, that's me. Instead of getting stuffed up about it, instead of getting uh, uh, sick about it or whatever, upset about it, uh, just let God move in your life because we're going to see when they responded how God blessed them. So that's what we need to do here. Uh, but he, he said all of those things here. He said... Listen, you brought, uh, put it all in a bag with hole. And then he said, consider your ways. You know what I want to ask you this morning? Just a simple question, personal question. What have you reverted back to? What have you reverted back to? Are there things in your life now that you have reverted back to? Because you didn't walk the walk God's asked you to walk. It don't take long, does it? What's holding you captive today? See, they, re- re- they reverted back because they thought, well, everything's okay. There's not going to be anything wrong with me taking care of my house. It's not like I'm going out and squandering things. But you know what he did? He told him, you're not okay. When you think you're okay, he said this. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie in waste? Is that what you think is supposed to happen? You know what he said? He said, consider your ways once again. Consider your ways. And then he said, 
And I called, verse 11, it says, and I called for a drought. I called for a drought upon the land. You know why God called for a drought? He wanted to get their attention, didn't he? I'm going to tell you what, I heard earlier in the week, down in the southern states, there was a gas line that was uh, 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 broken, uh, natural uh, gasoline, gas line broken, and that distributed gas to many of the southern states. Before that line broke, people were going along doing everything, everything, and all's well. And one thing happens, and we realize how bad we need gas. When you're in the gas line and you, there's not enough gas to go around, you realize. You see, and, and I'm not saying that God was getting on the people in the southern states. I'm just giving them an illustration of how we can get so comfortable in our lives and everything going right and everything going along good. And then all of a sudden you let something go wrong and listen, we're all going to pay for it. There was a drought in the land. You remember that drought about Elijah? Well, we won't get into that. That'd be 15 more minutes. But you know that drought. But listen what Elijah did. My friend, he had faith in God through the drought, did he not? And God answered. But I want to tell you something. He said, uh, I sent a drought. And you don't know why he sent the drought? To get their attention. God's trying to get our attention today. He says, you return unto me and I'll return unto you. God's trying to get your attention today. Listen. This is not, and I totally agree, and I totally understand, this is not one of them praise God, hallelujah sermons today, because this is one that's hitting home, isn't it? This is one that's hitting home. And my friend, I want to tell you something. If this church here wants to have revival, it's got to be willing to eat the, the word, digest the word. Okay? So what happened? They began to get their attention. And when the people realized, and the Lord said, I called for a drought upon the land, and then Zerubbabel, and then Joshua, uh, and then all the priests and all the people, guess what they did? Listen, the Lord said they obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet, and the Lord had sent him, and the people did fear the Lord. Did you hear that? My friend, I want to tell you something. That's what's taking place. Let me read just a couple more verses here. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message, said unto the people, I'm with you. The Lord's letting them know, listen, I'm here. I've never left you. I gave you a mission. I gave you a call. I gave you a job. And you've decided to do something yourself. And you've turned and you've went your way. You've listened to other people and you've let that upset you and you've left. And for whatever reason, and now you find yourself, you find yourself and you wonder why your cupboards, you wonder why your bills are going unpaid. You wonder why things are happening like they are today. Well, listen here. He said, I've caused a drought in your land. How many of you here today feel like there's a drought? How many of you just feel like it dried up? Huh? I mean, you feel like you just dried and you just wander. And it seems like day in, day out, all you got is a stress-filled life. Day in, day out. All you got is one situation after another. It seemed like there's no peace. Oh, Lord, if I could just get away on vacation, if I could go somewhere, that ain't the answer. Draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. You know what the people did? 
that people realized what had happened in their life. They had realized that it all started by them forgetting who they were. It started by them forgetting who they were and whose they were. And then they started listening to the wrong people. Sometimes right there is the wrong person. You know what I'm saying? They started listening to the wrong thoughts, the wrong people, and they started doing things their way. And it didn't say they were doing terrible things. They thought they were doing good because they were good. It's just not the Lord's will right now, you know? And guess what happened? Things begin to get short. Things begin to dry up. My friend, I want to tell you something. When they heard the God, the Lord's message, I've got that circled in red in my Bible. When they heard the Lord's message, my friend, you know what they did? The Lord stirred them up, didn't he? He started naming, the Lord stirred up this one, the Lord stirred up that, and the Lord stirred up this one. I want to tell you something. That's how revival breaks out. Do you know that? When the Lord stirs you up, and the Lord stirs you up, and he stirs you up, and he stirs you up. And guess what? When you get stirred up like that, when somebody says, you know what? That's me. That's me. I've listened to the wrong voice. I've wandered away. I've not done what I needed to do. I've become complacent. I've sat on the seat and do nothing. I've not been involved. (laughs) But I got a message from the Lord today in my heart. I've got a message from the Lord today in my heart, and it stirred me up, and guess what? It only takes a spark to get the fire going, doesn't it, man? Has the Lord stirred you up today? Are you listening? Are you listening? I want to tell you something. Sis, will you all come and sing a song here? We're going to give an altar call here, but listen what he told him to do. He told him back in verse 8, he said this, Verse 8, he says, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified. You know what he's talking about? Go up to the mountain, go up to the place of God. Huh? In the Old Testament, whenever they wanted to, whenever God called them, he'd call them up onto the mountain and that's where they'd find God. That's where God would speak to them. Go up to the mountain. Go up to that place where you find and today that mountain, if you will, is right here. You need to go, and my friend, by going, that means you mean it, you need to make a step forward. You need to take a step in faith. He says, go up. Listen, go up. Listen. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified. May I tell you something? Whenever you give God the glory... My friend, whenever you do what God wants you to do, you're going to see that your cupboards are filled. You're going to see that your debts are paid. I'm not that money preacher kind of guy that you see on TVs anymore. I'm not. Listen. I'm putting God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of these other things shall be added unto you. That's what he's telling them right here. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I want to ask yourself a question this morning. We're going to stand. Where are you at? Huh? Where are you at? 
Have you listened to the wrong one? Have you strayed? Have you, have you paid attention to the people and your own voice? And you've not done what God wants you to do in your life? You've thought it was okay if you just go do your thing? If you do that thing because I can still say, Jesus, I love you. Or maybe you're here today and you realize that you need a Savior because he's speaking to you and you are totally without and still being captive by sin. Guess what? He's a chain breaker today. But you got to come and say, Lord, break my chains. You ready? Sing. What about you? Who's willing to step out in faith and say, Preacher, Preacher, I, I want to be stirred up. God has spoke to me today. Who's willing to do that? What about you? Sing along, church. Bless you, Dad. What about you? I've been at ease a long time by just going through the motions. What about you? Bless you, baby. Bless you. Bless you, honey. What about you? Tired of just going through the motions? What about you? God bless you. What about you? God stirring in your heart this morning. Bless your body. What about you? What about you? Thank you, Brad. What about you? <laughs> oh, I'm kind of seeing where we're at in revival time, aren't we? Yeah. Steer me up, Lord. Stir somebody else up, Lord. What about you? Pray, church. Pray. You don't need to be a member here to come and pray. God's speaking to your heart. You're here for a reason. He wants you to move. I just want you to know you're free here. You're welcome here. You. I'm going to pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we come before you this morning, God, I want to have him sing a verse one more time. And this is just simply because there are people here today I know. I don't know you, but I know. And this message has hit you square in the heart. But you might say, well, nobody knows me. It's not about who knows you here. It's about who knows you. Okay? And I just want to let you know it's okay to come here. It's okay to come. And we got loving people that will pray for you. We got people that will care for you. We got people that will help you. But listen here. God won't do anything until you acknowledge that you've strayed, you've left him, just like for these people. He's not going to do anything until you do that. So I'm going to give you one more opportunity. If you're here today and you need to have Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, I'm going to tell you what, best thing you'll ever do in your entire life. 
Let me go beyond that. It's the best thing you'll ever do in your eternal life. Because God sent his son to die on the cross that whosoever believes in him, what? Should not perish. You know why? Because without Christ, you're going to perish. You're going to perish in an everlasting hell. Whether it's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. That's not me fearing you. That's what the word of God says. If we want to hear about heaven, you better be willing to hear about hell. Because there's more bound for hell than there are for heaven. Right? The word right there talked about a remnant. What about you as they sing today? What about you? You want to sing it out? Sing it out. You need to come and receive Christ as your Savior. Maybe you need to tap him on the shoulder and say, Well, you'd like me to go with you today? What about that? What about you? 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 Can I get the whole church to sing at? Let's sing it. Yeah. Whole church sing comes. Revival comes when you have it come. When you have it come. A series of meetings we've set aside to get prepared to pray for it or whatever it might be starts tomorrow night. Oh, how it greatly thrill this church and God too if we come praising him, prepared and ready and revived already. Revival's for the church, you know that. So don't forget, tomorrow night, 6.30, 6.30 tomorrow night, 
All minds are clear. Bow your heads. Brother Roger Smith, it's great to see you here. Keep him in your prayers. He's not well. Once again, we're so glad for Sister Thalma, a farmer. Sister Barbara Owens there with her as well. Lift them up as well. Will you dismiss us?